Welcome to Kashmir's on the Air, your weekly radio show dealing with kosher issues for the kosher consumer. And I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashmir's Magazine. And tonight's show, I think, is going to be very special for everybody listening in. Uh, and somehow we're going to do four times as much in the time that we have, because that's what I have piled up in front of me to do tonight. First of all, let me give you a little report on last week. Baruch Hashem. Close to 100 people requested the Tu B'Shvat booklet from, from Rabbi Vaya, which we were giving out, no charge at all, over, uh, you know, over the email. You can email us at any time in the next week, but, but by the after, after Shabbos, I'm not going to deal with it anymore. The Tu B'Shvat, I'm not going to deal with it anymore. But this week, you can still ask us, and we'll send you a copy Rabbi Vaya's, uh, uh, Rabbi Vaya's uh, guide for checking vegetables and fruits, actually, for Tu B'Shvat. And you can, you can email me at kashrus at aol.com, K-A-S-H-R-U-S at aol.com. And in the subject line, write Tu B'Shvat. Just spell T-U, and if you have you spell B'Shvat, it'll be fine. But T-U in the beginning... Don't put anything inside the uh, inside at all. Uh, some people were sending Tu B'Shvat inside as a, the the you know, the message, and it's a big uh, problem because uh, the people who work in the office are just going and looking for that Tu B'Shvat on the outside on the subject line. So just the subject line Tu B'Shvat, and send it to Kashrus K A S H R U S at AOL dot com. And we'll get it out to you as soon as we can. I told you, uh, close to 100 people re- requested it last week. That's been the most popular thing that's been requested in the past. Uh, and uh, we're looking forward to this week giving out another maybe 100 or so. So uh, we're very happy to, for that. A uh, little later, we're going to be, dis- you know, actually just a couple of minutes, we're going to be discussing, we promised to discuss the part two, which would be about the nuts seeds and also i want to tell you that uh this week baruch hashem tu is is this shabbos and what happened is we got uh a few different organizations that sent us three other organizations sent us their guidelines we have the guidelines from the star k the guidelines from the crc in in williamsburg the guidelines of new square hashkacha which we're based in, and uh, I'm going to be comparing some of the differences on their ideas of how things have to be handled. And you can, of course, go and get those, and I'll tell you how to get them also a little bit later. We're the only one we're sending out, though, is Rabbi Vayas. We're close with him, and we feel that uh, what he says is definitely something that everyone should take, up to, uh, should take note of. And if you want the other ones, I'll tell you how to get them shortly. So that's just one thing that was happening this week. Another thing that happened this week is Kashrus Magazine just got printed, and I just got it delivered today. And if anybody's interested in getting a subscription, call us at 718-336-8544 or email us at kashrus at aol.com and ask for the J-Wood special. It's an unadvertised special. I can't say it on the air because it's way below what we charge on a regular basis. But we have people calling us now with the, for the J-Wood special, and they, we give it to them. Uh, that, but you must mention J-Wood special, otherwise I have to charge a regular price. So that's the telephone number again, 718-336-8544 for Kashrus Magazine, or you can email us at kashrus at aol.com if you want to put in the credit card information, fine. If you want, just let us know you're interested, and then we'll get back to you. Anyway, uh, the next thing I want to mention was there was a big, big deal this happened this week. It was like, 
It was a monumental thing. It was about Yoshin, Chodesh and Yoshin, and Rabbi uh, Mr. Herman from the Guide to Chodesh uh, put out a frightening announcement which uh, really shook the, uh, the people who were interested in Yoshin. This week was a, like a very uh, agitated week. It was, uh, he gave an announcement that even though certain things like matzah, sacrosanct, it was always going to be from the proper wheat, it would be a, a Yoshin situation, could not be possibly from Chodosh. It was the, that was a Kabbalah that he had for years and years and years and years. And then just this year, not when he came out with his guide, but like a week or two ago, he first found out that some people were concerned about the, the, level, the level of protein in the wheat, and they decided to use wheat that could be, uh, could be chadash. So uh, that caused a big tumult, and he started sending out information that we can't necessarily rely on anything, and he gave out one, two, I'm not sure if it was three, but a couple of lists of what could be used, kept upgrading it, and eventually we're hoping to get, you know, most of the things. And the OU put out a bigger list, including all the OU things that are guaranteed Yoshin, even after this whole tumult. And that was, was, was happening up until today. And today we got an email from Rabbi, from Mr. Herman, that everything's off, no problem at all. What happened was that the people who were doing the yoshin for the matzah, you know, realized they had changed the protein, and so they used the other wheat that could be chadash. And, and still, in all, what happened was they were careful, each one of them, because they knew the yoshin status of matzah, and they were careful to use only properly uh, yoshin wheat. And therefore, there is no problem in, the, in that area. And the other related things, there is no problem. There might be an isolated problem here or there, but he considers the whole scare off. So that's the, the news. So if you didn't hear about it, so I'm putting you two steps ahead. Because what I see happens all the time in Kashmir is, two weeks from now, I'll get a call from somebody, I heard there's a problem with Chadush, that everything is, uh, that Yashin things that are not, they're not really Yashin. The people will be two weeks behind. You who are listening to this, you're up to date today. Mamish today, not the, even yesterday, from today, the, the message came. So you're getting the, the latest information, your neighbors don't know it. So that's why, you know, you have to work with that premise that if they're telling you something in the next day or week or two, it's really old hat, and you can just tell them it's off. The scare is off, and it wasn't uh, really an issue at all. So that's the, um, the, thing, the, the news from there, and it was interesting, I had a tremendous amount of information from the OU, I Got it all into the, I was going to send it out. And Baruch Hashem, before I even sent it out to anybody, we heard this message from, uh, from Mr. Herman today. Well, that's a little bit of the background of that. Now, I, since we, the main job right now, since it is Tu Bishvat this week, I have to discuss, I have to discuss the Tu Bishvat issue and these, these different things. So let me go back to what, what I was doing last week, which was I was reading Bug-Free Tu Bishvat, from Abbe Moshe Vaya, and we went through many of the fruits, at least the ones that I thought were, uh, you know, unique and important for us to know about. We had some new methods of how to do blueberries and how to do strawberries. I'm not going to discuss that. Maybe I'll bring it in on, uh, tangentially in a little while. But we're going to discuss now about nuts. So let me tell you a few things that Rabbi Vaya has about nuts. 
cashew nuts. And this seems to be uh, consistent with what the other people are saying as well. Look over each one of the, uh, from the outside for nibbling or for holes. If a nut seems to be infested, have it, and let's make it in half, and check inside. A few thin brown crumbs inside the cashew are really just pieces of shell. They're not by not, not from bugs. The little thin brown crumbs that you'll see inside are from the shell itself. If signs of infestation are found, you have them, which means you make it in half, and check each nut. Even if no infestation is found, it's advisable to have, make, make, half, make them in half, about 10% and as a ch- as a sample, and to check it inside. Um, another one he has here are nuts. Differences between the kinds of nuts: chopped nuts, nuts in shells, nuts that have been shelled. The nuts that have been chopped, shake the nuts in a wire mesh strainer over a white surface, and check the surface for small bugs. Then pour themselves which remained in the strainer, onto a white surface and check between the pieces. So he wants you to check chopped nuts. I don't know if, you, if our nuts are as bad as that. It doesn't say here anything about the United States or other countries, but obviously there is a concern with the chopped nuts. That You have to be careful that you've, uh, you, you don't have any bugs or, or in, in, the, uh, in, in, the, in the small areas, in other words, in the loose uh, pieces that you'll find on the bottom nuts that are found in a shell that means you haven't taken the shell away yet as you shell each nut check the inside of the shell and the nut for sticky webbing dangling looks like little things that are attached you know Uh, round dark crumbs or real worms check the nuts for holes or for nibbling that's what we have to do and then uh, on regular nuts that have been shelled which you'll buy in a can or whatever, some container. Check each nut on both sides for webbing, holes, or nibbling. If a nut seems to be infested, have it and check inside. That obviously is one of those that are not halved already. If signs of infestation are found, have and check each nut. Even if no infestation is found, it's advisable to have, means to break into half about 10% and to check them. So he has a, a serious concern with many of the nuts. Again, I don't know if, um, if our experience has been exactly the same. We're going to see some of the other people, how they handle some of the nuts, and uh, you can compare what I'm saying from, from one to the other. Now, with the peanuts, he says, look over each one from the outside for nibbling or holes. That's what's a real nut inside the shell. It hasn't been taken out. If a peanut seems to be infested, have it and check inside. If the signs of infestation are found, you have to have and check each peanut. At the end of the summer and in the fall, extra care is required. Even if no infestation is found, it's advisable to have about 10% as as a sample and to check internally. Ground peanuts. Well, that, that he says ground peanuts would be like chopped nuts, and he suggests with the chopped nuts that uh, you have to shake it in over a, over a wire mesh and, uh, and then examine it sl- briefly, the pieces, just to see there's nothing attached, there's nothing stuck in between. And then he mentions that if you're having um, coated peanuts, so that's a little bit more difficult, right? It's been coated already, so he suggests opening 
and uh, and and see if there's any problem with the, with the uh, any insects found. Peanuts in the shell. So that we said about peanuts in the shell it was like a regular peanut, any other nut in the shell. And with the nuts in the shell, he uh, inside the shell, he wants you to, uh, to, or when you open up the shell, just to check inside the shell for any sticky webbing, dangling, or dark around dark crumbs or worms. And seeds is a very, uh, yeah, oh, sorry, one more, pistachios. Pistachios remove the shell and check for worms or webbing. If a nut seems to be infested, you have it and you check inside. If infestation is found, each nut should be halved and checked internally. And if not, even if there's no problem, you should just 10% as a sample. Now we come to the seeds, and there's three seeds that he has discussed. Pumpkin seeds and sunflower seeds and watermelon seeds. So watermelon seeds, he says you take, you, you shell them, you take it, the, the outside off and check a sample for about 10% of the watermelon seeds. If you don't find anything, then you don't have to check the rest of it. Sunflower seeds that are in the shell, still the shell is still on, shell and check each one. That's not something that people want to do. They want to throw them all in their mouth, crack them, take these uh, somehow as a trick to take out the inside and spit the rest away like they do in Israel. But he, he's definitely not suge- suggesting you don't do that. You should shell, shell and check each one of the sunflower seeds. And if they already are shelled, then he suggests you shake the seeds onto a wire mesh strainer over a white surface and check the surface for small bugs. Then pour the seeds onto a white surface and check between them. If worms are found, do not use. So the same thing for the sunflower seeds as for the uh, the chopped nuts. That's what he says. Now the last one I'm mentioning is the, is the sun the pumpkin seeds. If you're eating them in the shell, they're usually clean. If the shell is damaged, then you have to open up and check for worms. But if no damage is seen, pumpkin seeds are relatively good. The shelled ones, it means the regular nuts. Now they're taken out of the shell. Uh, so he wants to shake it in a plastic noodle strainer over a white surface and check the surface for worms. If worms are found, then you don't use it. So that's an, an idea of what Vaya has on nuts. And uh, we're going to now uh, go on to the some of the other people who have come and given me their their of their uh, lists of uh, how to prepare for Tuba Shvat. So again, if you'd like to get... Rabbi Vaya's listing, it's two pages. I'm going to email it to you. Just send us an email at kashrus, K-A-S-H-R-U-S, at AOL.com. Don't call us, just send uh, an email, and on the outside, on the subject line, nothing inside, just put the word to Bishvat, T-U, and however you want to spell Bishvat. And again, Kashrus, K-A-S-H-R-U-S, at AOL.com. And we're going to send you Rabbi Vaz. I don't have the other ones to send out. I'm not interested really in uh, making everybody meshuga. I think you have enough information from Rabbi Vaya. But I want to share with you some of the differences in the different um, guides for Tubishvat. So first let me look at the Star K. The Star K uh, gives out a one-page sheet and groups some of the things together. So, for example, they say for uh, nuts and apricots and raisins, no checking is required at all. Just go to get a good brand, make sure everything's sealed and stored in a cool place, and they have no problem with raisins, no problem with apricots, and no problem with nuts. Personally, I've seen an apricots insects many, many times. I told the story in the end many times about my grandson. 
three of them he opened up, and the third one he says, a little kid. And he says, I found a bug. I don't think it was, I don't think it was real. But then I, saw, I looked at it. He got a beautiful size specimen inside the third apricot. So I don't think we're really talking. And we're going to see from the other people about Turkey and about other countries. We're going to hear about it in a minute. But anyway, that's their, their approach. Grapes is very interesting, and I'm going to try to compare it in a minute because they everybody says you got to wash grapes very, very well. But everybody's a different take on it. So that's why I don't want everybody to make you crazy. But uh, the, the, the Star K's approach is just to wash it very well under a stream of water, and that's it. Um, and, for the, and for strawberries, they have some kind of so, soaping wash that takes the whole thing. It takes, um, it takes uh, like 15 seconds and uh, do it twice. I'm going to say you soak it for one minute, and, and then again, so get again for one minute, and you're safe. With a little soap, you're, you have no problems with strawberries. Figs and carob and dates, they look, look for holes on the outside. Uh, on a sample, just take a sample of figs and carobs and dates, no problem, use them all. And uh, the, the one thing, the things that they do get excited about are blackberries, raspberries, and pineapple. And I, I think it's so interesting about pineapple because... That's something that we knew nothing about a couple of years ago, and it seems the whole world realizes that pineapple is filled with bugs on the outside. In, that, in those little brown things, they're filled with bugs. And the, and the Star K, who seems to be lenient about everything else, is very, very concerned about pineapple. So I just share it with you. If you, you can get this right off their website, starkay.org. I think, you'll have it, I think it'll be available there. They sent it to me, but I, I think you'd get it there if you're interested in that one. Now, I want to go on a little bit to some of the others, which I thought were extraordinarily interesting. Uh, from the uh, New Square Kashmir's Council, it was a very funny story because they were trying to get this over to me all day. And I told them, I must leave because I go Davin Mincha and then I come over here and, and there's no time. I, I got to go. And they were sending it. They didn't get to me, this and that. Within a few seconds of my leaving, I got this. So I thought it was very interesting. And I felt that, therefore, I have to read a little bit. So some of, some of the things here are very interesting. And you can get it. I'm going to give you the telephone number of how to get it from the, uh, from the, 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 from the New Square uh, Kashmir's Council. And their telephone number is 848-210-2196. Again, 848-210-2196. They'll get you a copy of this, which is very, very helpful, and it's a different approach a little bit than Rabbi Vaya, but it's uh, similar, 848-210-2196. Oh, I have to say that last week I mentioned this wonderful uh, this, this wonderful thing that they have, which is called Taurus Vigdor. And I mentioned, I read a piece or two from uh, Vigdor Miller, from Taurus Vigdor, and I mentioned that you can get Taurus of Vigdor. It doesn't cost anything. You get a daily thing, a daily uh, piece with that Rabbi Miller said on one of his tapes. Every day you get it. The man does a wonderful job. I'm again, not to say a good job. He does an amazing job. And he, he doesn't change anything. 
it gives you, you really feel you're sitting by Rav Miller, and I've heard his tapes a million times. I had I I, I, I hear his shiurim uh, Motzei Shabbos. We have we, we show videos, and and it's a it's a beautiful thing. So uh, we love we love a Rav Victor Miller's uh, Torahs, and when he ta- has over here, you feel he's talking right to you. That's amazing. The wording, it's just so beautiful how it appears and anyways i mentioned the last week and he told me he's getting uh, he's getting dozens and dozens of requests for it so it costs nothing if you want to send it just send a, an email to torres avigdor t-o-r-a-s-a-v-i-g-d-o-r at gmail.com there's no solicitation there's no fundraising there's nothing it's just plain rubber Victor miller and you will actually hear him speaking to you live when, from the words of, of Teresa Vigdor. T-O-R-A-S-A-V-I-G-D-O-R at gmail.com. And I want to give a little plug, because I have to, I, I, Rabbi Vigdor Miller for 30 years, I want to give a little plug to a new book that came out about Rabbi Miller, which everybody's talking about. And, and foolishly, I didn't pick it up until recently. And the, the, the book is for Rabbi Hamburger, Yaakov Hamburger, is the author, and it's all about Rav Victor Miller and his, and his life and his times. But the book is absolutely amazing because it talks about the entire Takufa, the whole time period when Rav Miller le- lived and how he grew up and all the Gedolim, what they did. It's, it's like a history book. Uh, it's the history of our previous generation in an unbelievably thorough and beautiful fashion. I, f- I fell in love with the book, so I was sharing it with you. Now, let's go on. I'm, I'm reading to you now a little bit from the fruit list from the New Square Kashmir Council. Here's what they say about apricots. I'm zeroing in on a few points. Fresh apricots are generally free of infestation. Fresh ones, you know, not, not the dried ones. The dried ones, if they're grown in California, are le- usually less infested. However, a few pieces from each batch should be inspected on the inside to confirm that there are no worms or white-brown dots, mites. Dried apricots from Turkey have been found to be infested, and therefore one, uh, each one should be inspected. My experience is that you could, do, you could get a lot of insects inside your, uh, your Turkish apricots. I don't know why. I don't know what's got to do with the quality or the, the atmosphere. I don't know what's going on over there. But, I, but it's, I find it's very, very true. And I strongly recommend that people examine the apricots, the dried apricots. It takes nothing to open it up. Rabbi Vaya spoke about it last, we spoke about it last week. He said that if, if you have them halved already, if you, they come in halves, not, not a whole one where they just pull the, the, the pit out, but you have actually halves, He's, he wants you to wash it into... Uh, open the folds, etc. Okay, now, b- blueberries is very interesting because if you look at the CRC organization from, from uh, uh, Williamsburg, they have a thing called Hakashris. It's not related to my magazine, Kashris. Hakashris, and if you want to get theirs, I'll tell you how to do it. I would suggest that you just send them an email at hakashris at gmail.com. Wow, is that... Is that confusing then? Okay, hakashris at gmail.com and ask to get hakashris, and they'll send it to you. It comes in both English and Yiddish. 
And it doesn't matter if you speak only one. You're going to get Yiddish and English together, but the whole section is Yiddish, and the whole and the next and the other side completely is English. So you, you, the first ten or fifteen pages is going to be Yiddish, or, and the last ten, fifteen pages is English, or vice versa. I made a mistake of opening it up from the Yiddish side, and I said it's, it looks a little tough to read. And then I realized that the, the, the section in the bottom that's all in English. So you you can get it from Hakashras at gmail dot com. Anyway, so. What was interesting over here is that uh, the the these two different organizations, whether it's the CRC in Chicago, I'm sorry, CCRC in in uh, Williamsburg, or it's the New Square, they're telling you stay away from blueberries, um, and that you know the high infestation, and uh, and yet uh, you know the blueberries and the strawberries, CRC says we can do it with our mashkichim. So if you see blueberries and, and strawberries, they're standing behind them if it's from their organization. And uh, in New Square, they had a piece here on the strawberries, which said that you shouldn't use strawberries, but they were successful for a long time in getting, um, in getting, in getting strawberries that were insect-free. This is what they write. I'm reading now from, I know it's confusing to everybody, but I'm reading now from the uh, New Square. Fairmount frozen strawberries with our hashkocha, means with New Square hashkocha, are produced under careful supervision by expert mashkichim who thoroughly inspect the fruit as they're harvested and again after the strawberries have gone through the special washing procedures. For the last few seasons, our mashkichim have not been able to satisfactorily approve strawberries as being completely insect-free. Therefore, they're currently out of stock. So that's an interesting statement there, you know, they, uh, that we tried our best and we can't get it. So that's one thing you have to realize. It's not an exact, it's not rocket science, and there's no guarantees. And from one season to the next, it's a challenge. And you'll see that many times a hashkocha will pull what they, what they produced and say, we, we didn't do such a perfect job. So you got to be very care- careful on these sensitive issues like strawberries and blueberries. Because it's so involved in so many things here, I can't possibly go through everything. And therefore, I suggest you, you get these yourself. So I told you how to get Akashras. I told you how to get the uh, Rabbi Vias. That's from me at kashras at aol.com and just send us an email and i told you the star k you can get their website which is stark.org and they should be able to get from them the um you should be able to get the uh their their checking fruits list here or else you can call them at 410-484-4110 so you have all four lists that you can grab a hold of i wanted to go on to some other things and i'm going to do it and I'm going to mention one more thing, and then we're going to have a quick break, and then I'm going to take your calls. But if you don't call in, I got another whole topic to deal with. I saw something which I want to share with you. Uh, I, I know very little a bit about meat. I've, I've seen plants, but I don't know too much about meat. But I would say that 95% of what I le- know about meat, I learned today, <laughs> literally today, from an article that you can get a hold of. And I, and I certainly recommend it to you. Now, I got, it's a little promotional, and it's it, you know I can't I'm not vouching for everything under the sun, everything here, but the material is so power packed that if you want to know anything about meat and chicken, you should get this article. So I'm going to tell you how to get it. 
There's a there's a, a gentleman Yehuda Shane in Lakewood. He has a he has a website called Yudel's Take. Y U D E L S T A K E. Yudel's Take. Dot. I think I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, I'm sure not. I'm not remember if it's what, it, what what the dot is. So you just write Yudel's Take. Y U D E L S T A K E, and you'll get to his website. And on the website, about eight down. Uh, eight pages down, you know, just you, you scroll down a little bit and you'll get something about uh, Birdsboro, the Birdsboro plant that the CRC gives Hashkocha to. The, that's the Yisachtas Rabbanim Hashkocha on Birdsboro. They make chickens and it's absolutely, you have to get this article. It's, uh, was it, three pages? I don't want to give it out because he says to ask him for it. You're not going to do anything to you, but but you have to ask him, and I don't think it's fair to me give it out if he says to ask him. So there's three pages, and I think you'll, if you're interested at all in meat or chicken, grab a hold of this. It is fascinating. I'm telling you that. And uh, you may be, you know, I'm not, gonna, I'm not agreeing or disagreeing with his conclusions about Birdsboro. I'm not telling you anything about whether whether Rabbi Shane is correct about incorrect, that's not my point. My point is that he has the information here that you really want to know about chickens. It's extraordinary. So, I, without further ado, I'm going to uh, mention now uh, our sponsor, which is Glockmart, which conveniently located at 1205 Avenue M. Whenever you think of Glockmart, think of price service, convenience, and quality. Whether you shop for a few items or for a full wagon load, you can save plenty of money by shopping at Glotmart. And at Glotmart, you'll save time by using their valet parking service. Just pull into Glotmart from the East 12th Street entrance. They'll park the car for you and have it ready to load up with all those special items that you purchased in the store. And at Glotmart, the quality of meats is A1. With kosher certification from both the Star K and the Vatikashos of Flatbush, with base Yosef meats and with expert Nikor, at Glotmart, you're getting quality kashras. Glotmart is at 1205 Avenue M, meaning your shopping needs is their top priority. If you meet Dove in Glotmart, tell them you heard about Glotmart on Kashras on the Air or with JWIT Radio. And if you go today and tomorrow, these are some specials you can get. You can get silver tip roast, $11.99 a pound. Boneless flanken, $14.99 a pound. Minute steak roast, $11.99 a pound. Miami style ribs, $14.99 a pound. And how about Birdsboro? We just mentioned Birdsboro honey maple beef fry, six ounce, $3.99. And uh, Tuvtam jalapeno mad, madbuka dill dip. Madbucha. Dill dill. I got to learn the right lingo, right? Two for $5. And then Duggan Solid White Tuna in Water, six ounces. That's what I use all the time. Two for three dollars, a dollar and a half if you get in there today or tomorrow. Lieber's Corn Chips, one ounce, four for a dollar. These are some of the items in sale on Glotmart as we speak, and they'll be on sale also tomorrow. So without further ado, I'm going to ask anybody who'd like to call in to call us with your questions or comments, and we'd love to help you in any which way. Our studio number is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858, and you could text us to, on the text line is 347-927-8398, again, 347-927-8398. 
and uh, we're waiting your calls. We got calls? No, no. We have okay, good. Text. I don't know. Oh, text. I didn't get to the texts. Ah, so we have some texts. Okay. Let me miss the, miss the boat here. Oh, boy. Um, I'm out. You want to help me? <laughs> it moved away from me. So I'm going to... Okay, we have... I know they, no, they were there a minute ago. You can get them back. Otherwise, we're going to go on to our next topic. Okay. And they want to ask, is there any permissible way to use lemon rind and orange rind? Now, the, that's a very simple question. The answer is, of course, it, it's a way to use it. The problem is only the scale on the outside. That's the, our concern. I mean, there are people who are concerned, and I'm not going to get into that topic tonight. They may feel that, you, that they apply some wax on the outside. Uh, the general opinion of the, the Hasidic world is getting pretty carefully uh, concerned about waxing on the outside. The rest of the world has not really uh, addressed it. I mean, they're aware of it. They don't seem to be concerned. Now, uh, if you're not worried about the waxing... Don't worry about scales. You have to learn how to identify scales. You can do it by looking on the internet. By there's some beautiful video about uh, beautiful beautiful video about lemon, uh, the, the scale on lemon. It's a it's a tremendous video. I don't remember exactly how to get it, but you could find it. It's beautiful. And if you want, somebody could train you. Uh, and anyone who works, as I said, there are. I always tell the people the same thing. There are some fantastic mashkichim working in supermarkets in our area who I've been trained by Rabbi, Rabbi David Goldstein and who are extremely knowledgeable and who are very serious and they're, and they're doing a wonderful job and people uh, could go over there, any one of these stores, and ask, you know, a little bit about the person. Maybe you'll find if you, if you study from Rabbi Goldstein. In any event, you know, he's an expert, I assume, and uh, pick his brain. Bring him something or ask him to show you something. I mean, they haven't got time to be bothered all day. They'll probably start calling up and complaining to me. But so far, nobody really is bothered. No one has complained to me, you're sending me too many people. And I know people who are going to these mashkichim. They are helping them. So, you know, if you want to be the first on your block, you'll get help. If you want to be the last one on the block, they'll probably blackball you. Okay, so I see. We have callers? Okay, you're on Kasha Sunday. Can I help you? Hi, um, I want to know how you check a leak. Check what? Leaks. Leaks. I, yes. I'll tell you, I don't have Rabbi Vaya's book in front of me. I don't need leaks except a Rosh Hashanah. And uh, I suggest that you get a hold of Rabbi Vaya's book. It's $25 in any Hebrew bookstore. It's called mm-hmm. Bedikas Hamazon, all in English. Uh, there are some changes that go on every year, and that's why he has his Tubishvat thing, and that's why we print Kasha's magazine. We let you know what's going on. Sometimes we mention it on the radio. You're going to get the latest by following the Kasha's field, but his book is has to be the beginning of your education because everything is there. He tells you exactly, and he shows you exactly how to cut it and, 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 and what to do with it. You know, they have a new thing today. I'm really looking into I'm looking into this very seriously. I, I, I was very excited by it. There's a new thing called a uh, this it's called a vegetable butcher. Mm-hmm. I, I did, to me, it was strange to hear it because people are so incompetent today. They don't know how to cut their vegetables. They're not. Right. They can't get some specialty vegetables, so they hire a butcher in the supermarkets butchering 
cutting up the vegetables the right way to use in the different recipes. So, you know, that's, that's what we're up to today. And, and in any event, you have to train yourself to be able to spot these things, okay? Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Go ahead. Good. You're on Cautious on the Air. Can I help you? Yes, hi. I would like to know if children's Tylenol or any children's medication, what is grape flavor, is a problem? It's not the grape flavor that's the problem. I mean, there are situations where the grape flavor is really naturally grape. We had, but very often they're using something that's not kosher. This thing changes all the time. The, the easiest thing for you to do, I mean, I'll give you two or three things to do. One thing is that the Star K and the CRC in Chicago maintain a list of over-the-counter things that you could buy that are kosher, and then and they'll have about children's Tylenol, children's Motrin, etc. The other thing you can do is go to any firm pharmacist and ask them, and they'll give you what is really kosher. Unfortunately, there are some that are really not kosher at all. I mean, really trafe. So it's uh, I, you know, and it changes. And I can't. I don't think I'd be able to say it clearly on the, even if I got a list of them. I don't feel that it would be the same way in a few months later on. I think that's something you have to sort of stay on top of with your uh, with with your pharmacist or following what it says on the. What? Kosher, local Jewish pharmacist. A regular so, local Jewish pharmacist knows this like the back of his hand. It, it, right. Because he, he lives it, and they, they're definitely aware of it. You'd be surprised at the knowledge that they have. It's, it's much more, it, they're much more aware of those things that you're taking than you, you could imagine. Not just because they studied it in school, because they're from and they want to know, for, and, and people ask them. Okay. All right, thank you very much. You're welcome. See, somebody asked in here over here, if you f- asked me about, does one have to be concerned about bugs when buying chocolate-covered raisins or cashews? Well, of course, the cashews we mentioned have problems. We discussed it tonight. And the raisins, uh, the opinion of many people, I mean, you'll see it also on, the, on some of the, the lists that I had here, whether it's the um, CRC's list from, from Hisachtus or from the, the, from the, uh, the, 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 the New Square based in or from the, uh, the third one from uh, Rabbi Vaya, they mentioned that they don't recommend using raisins at all. So if you, if you have a chocolate-covered one, one, it's not going to take away any insects that are inside the raisins. They're not talking about in the outside, the inside the raisins. How many? Obviously enough that everybody in on many, many groups have stopped using raisins. Okay. Um, you another caller here? Okay, go ahead. You're on Cautious yes. on the Air. Can I help you? Yes, my question is regarding Yayin Nesach. I have a bottle of grape juice that's not official, and I have sometimes a guest who comes to my house. Good. Um, he looks definitely Jewish. He told me privately that he stopped keeping, you know, most of religion. It's, uh, it's not for him right now. He, he, he doesn't keep religion, you say? Yeah. He says he does. He definitely keeps a little bit. Yeah. He's a particular connection, but I'm not sure exactly in which category to put him. But he definitely could be Michal Shavis privately. So you want to know if, if he can if he can touch the wine, or if he did touch no. it? No. First of all, no. I'm asking for the past. I'm asking for the future. Um, I guess I do have like a case of that grape juice left, so, so I try not to bring it out. But what if he pops into my house? He comes and as you know, I am a cat of him. So okay, let's let's take it let's take it step by step. You're talking about grape juice that's not mavushal. 
Right. So okay. You have the glass cat and grape juice. Right. Not okay. It's not, uh, okay. And and uh, he tells you that he doesn't keep mitzvahs on Shabbos. That's he doesn't correct. keep. He doesn't keep Shabbos. Just in your house, he'll okay. keep. He'll, I mean, I'll come to my house. We'll do benching. Yeah, but he would. But on his own, he wouldn't keep Shabbos. Yeah, again, okay. I'm not 100% confirmed right. that it's true. So you, you really, I have very strong. Right. You really have to keep it away from him. However, in a Bidyevadika situ- situation, it, it may make a difference because the grape juice is sweet. And also, the grape juice is not uh, a, a not a full and is questionable. I mean, it says barapia goffin, and people do use it for kiddush. But whether it qualifies for the uh, for, for the mizbeach is a, a question. And uh, you know, some people held it wasn't even barapia goffin. So it it, it, it we might be able to permit it. Now, it's for two reasons. One is that he. Not only is it Tino Shanishba, but if he's trying to observe on a certain level, and it, and this Shabbos when he's in your house, he's trying to really observe. At least seems to be right. So he may not really be a Mechal Shabbos. In addition, he's not a Mechal Shabbos Befahesia probably because he's not going to uh, he even he wouldn't in front of you he wouldn't take out a cigarette. So he he wouldn't he he wouldn't want that he's not a mechal shabbos that somebody saw him being mechal shabbos okay but it's not something that he brazenly is doing so very possibly he's not a he's not a mechal shabbos befahesia in addition he you he's not um, it, it, we may be able to say that the grape juice is not uh, suitable for the mizbeach and therefore it wouldn't become yayim avush yeah it wouldn't become a, a yayin uh, stam yayin are you discussing are you discussing now the, the part of him looking at it, touching it? No, 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 no. We're not. No, we're not talking about looking at it. Looking at it is a chumrah that certain people have. We're not talking about that. We're talking about him touching and not touching it either. Here's here's the way the halacha comes down. You could pour him grape juice in his in his cup and pass it over to him, but if he gives it back to you. Or he wants to pour in himself. That's our problem because he gives it back to you. Then there's residue inside there. So there's a problem that w- that if we had if he was a goy or he was a real mechal shabbos that we are we are concerned about. If we're going to go that far, then we would have to say that pa- perhaps your your whole grape juice is ruined because it's connected. What we call nitzal chibur backwards from the the glass all the way to your 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 bottle so that's a technical problem if it was a serious problem uh, that some people are concerned with and uh, yeah we would we would like to serve him his grape juice and if he wants more you could even you know pour it into something in between and then pour it into there or something but be a little careful about not letting him touch it and pour it touching it doesn't mean a thing pouring it Stirring it, right. things like but that. Steering it, steering it is for sure not a problem. What? Steering it, you're saying, is not a problem at all. When you say again, what? The table steering at the no, 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 no. We don't, we don't get no. Being on I, the table is not a problem. I, 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 even if, even if some people have a chumrah 
it's not necessarily in this particular case and I don't think it would be fair to say that anyone should be machmi even if you have a, that personal uh, minig or whatever that you could call it that we don't let a goy touch it we look at it we buy it only through Jewish hands all the way but still in all uh, then that's a big chumrah but even if even if you do that I don't know if we have to put this person who's coming into your house celebrating a Shabbos meal benching and participating if you know, I, I like to say the following. I learned it from I think it's I think uh, from one of the rebbes. I'm not sure if, if it was uh, you know if it was uh, if, if, it, if it was uh, who it was. So we'll keep quiet about who it was. He said that when you do a mitzvah, you're at tzaddik. When you do a aveira, you're a rasha. So if when a person's doing mitzvahs. At that moment, they're makusher to the mitzvah, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to Shabbos Kodesh. They're not really, they're not out there watching television on Shabbos and, 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 and on the cell phone. Right now, they're doing mitzvahs. And, you know, we have a lot of people who, who, are, who, are, who, are, who are complex. Even in the Orthodox world, we have complex people. So I don't think we should have to label him. And if we're going to label him, it's only L'chumra, etc. Some people are not so careful about uh, uh, somebody on this level touching it or anyway, but you're on the radio now and people are asking, so they, well, a lot of people are listening. I think the right answer is that we should treat it uh, as a question. But if he does do something, we could ask a Shaila, and more likely than not, the Rav will say it's okay in this case. Thank you very much. You're certainly welcome. I, I want to add something about yeah. it. You know, first of all, you know, it's a question also by if you can, in tefillah, if you know somebody that is Mechalil Shabbat, if you can join it, to bring it to Minyan. Well, but, did you you hear the story that uh, I mentioned it a few weeks ago? I, I believe I mentioned the Rabbi Diamond tell the story. It's a classic story. He was starting his Minyan over 38 years ago, I believe. So he, he had all the people there in Deal that were going to go to this minion were Mechal Shabbos. Yeah. So he asked his, his brother-in-law, he asked, uh, he, he asked Yosef uh, Rosenblum what I should do. Because Yosef Rosenblum was a Rosh Hashiva and a big Talmud Chacham, a big Shemayim. So he said to him, what about the people you're talking about? Would they be Mechal Shabbos? If the Rav Harashi from 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 Brooklyn would come to the deal, if uh, whoever was the Rav Harashi was the, in in Flatbush, uh, that uh, Rav Baruch would he go to deal? Would they would they smoke in front of him? If Rav Avad Yosef Zatzal was here, would they smoke in front of him? So he said, no, they wouldn't smoke in front of them. Said, okay, if that's true, then you could have the minion and you could give them Elias and make, treat them regular people. So Rabbi Diamond said, that was 38 years ago. Today these are my best balabatim, and all the kids are learning in Lakewood. Yeah, Baruch Hashem, no, I tell you that I had the same question in our shul, and, uh, and the question is, I said, in a minute the person just crossed the border of the door inside the shul, is tzaddik, okay? Yeah. I don't know, maybe now he has the moment of right. tshuva. Is it tshuva? Right. Now this, I don't know what will be right. next to it, but uh, but right now is a bal tshuva, and right. he's like, I have to accept him. But the other for the, I know I know that we have also a lot of guests that not from and not you know right. and also non-Jewish uh, coming to the house. So in instead to pre, to create some kind of scenario that you don't 
you prepare the not the right hundred percent hundred percent preferable to use yes, the mabushal exactly, exactly. in these situations to avoid embarrassing anybody. Uh, we have a few questions that were sent in. I want to first of all, somebody asked me for for the email for Kashrus. It's so funny to be asking again and again. Kashrus magazine. If you want to get a subscription. Uh, you want the Jaywood special, you want to get the uh, Tubishvat thing from the from Rabbi Vaya, Kashrus, K-A-S-H-R-U-S at A-O-L dot com. Okay, and if you need to reach us at the office, it's 718-336-8544, but here the telephone number is 718-683-5858. Somebody texted me. We have callers, if you want to give me a caller. Uh, so, uh, we have, somebody texted does Rav Moshe Feinstein have a tshuva that we don't have to be concerned for grape juice being mavushal or not? I'm not uh, familiar with that. Obviously, Rabbi Moshe Feinstein has a shear for, for bishul, 160 degrees, and uh, that's what they use in the wines, and uh, the grape juice is usually a, a flash pasteurization, and it's a higher number, about 185. But I don't know that he said anything about grape juice, but if if there is such a chuba, somebody should let me know. Okay, you somebody there? Okay, uh, somebody said to me, uh, sent this in. I'll I'll read it. I'm not going to read the names of the companies. Okay, just one sec. Yeah, somebody said sensitive to say, but unfortunately. He thinks the, all the Yiddish companies use very cheap quality raisins, but the certain company won't mention the name. He says they check them in the proper way, and I've never found any bugs. You know why you never found any bugs? Because you don't know how to look. It's not the bugs that we're talking about between the pieces. That might be an issue in some things. We're not talking about that. We're talking about bugs inside the raisins. And you know and I know that you chew the raisins. And you don't have a chance to open them up and cut them into little pieces and examine them. And we're talking about insects that are inside. There's no question that there's a high incidence of insects inside the raisins, whatever quality raisins you have. Why then are cautious agencies permitting the raisins? Because they're soymech anataz. Taz in simon pay dollar stiff cotton you'd uh, you'd base that's uh eighty four twelve Taz says there's a svake sveker a double doubt and on the basis of that double doubt they're permitting it because it might be that they come into the um in, into the raisins where they're off the tree and the concern is if they came in while they're on, on the vine not off the vine so that's the whole issue and the Prima Godem, and the Shach are Machmir, and the Taz is Mekel, and the Kashrus agencies that you know about have chosen to take the lenient opinion of the Taz, as opposed to the Shach and the Prima Godem, which consider it not appropriate to rely on as a Sveik Sveiker. Okay? Yeah, another call. You're on Kashrus on the air. Can we help you? Hello? Yes, you're on the air. Yeah. Sorry, before there was a caller that called about the, about the medicine, the flavored medicine. Okay. Okay, so we just had our midterm today about it, and it said, and our my teacher said that it's um, okay if it's flavored, but rather not. I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't hear what you say. Oh, she said if it's flavored, it doesn't matter. So basically, she was saying that there's three levels: there's the level of the vitamins, and then the Tylenol, and then the medicine. She said if it's flavored, it, she's flavored. She said it's rather not, but it shouldn't. It should try not to have a bleed but if it has a bleed it's fine. 
Uh, first of all, we're not talking about flavor. We're talking about things that are, that are see, flavor, uh, let me explain to you. First of all, you must tell me, I'd like you to tell me what school do you go to. Um, anonymous. Anonymous. <laughs> you know, I'm, so, I'm so happy that they have a class in Halacha where they're doing kashras. To find out because I'm well, looking for those schools. I school that do a kashrut halacha because we're, gonna, we're the mothers of the next generation. I know, but uh, unfortunately, not a, have you have you been shown a chicken? Have you ever been shown? Um, the they're bo- going to show it to us in twelfth grade. They're going to do it. Yeah, they show the malicha. Wow, wow! I thought it was stopped completely. Beautiful. You want to call my my office number and tell me your, your school. I got to find out. 718-336-8544. Just leave it. 718-336-8544. Just leave a message. Just say the school is. That's it. From the, okay. from the accent, it sounds like Spanish. No, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not asking. No, I'm, I'm, okay. Now, let's, let's go back to this thing. So, here's the, here's the deal. We're not talking about in this that they, that they put in a little flavor. We're talking about a serious amount that won't be bottled. You see, flavors work the following way. A flavor, if it's not kosher, is anyway 60 to 1 against it. Not only 60 to 1, maybe 100 or 500 against it. So the, the flavor, so why are we concerned about flavors at all? Because a special halacha called Milsa David Latima Bottle, which is a rabbinic law. But when we go up to the level of where you taste it and it gives a good flavor, and, and, and not flavors now, we're talking about glycerin or something like that in there, then we're talking, or even the maybe, maybe real grape juice or something of that, of that nature, and it's a significant amount, it's not bottle. That's the problem. So it, I, I don't think your teacher is talking about that. Your teacher is talking about what you call flavors. And flavors, I agree with her. She's correct. You know, like children's and like children's Tylenol and like, and like this liquid or the chewables. Again, I, I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. We were, talking, we were talking liquid. You were talking solid? No, we are talking liquid or chewable. Well, she said swallowable is fine, but liquid and chewable you should rather not. Yeah, well, you see, again, what she's talking about is the flavor. I suggest that you go, you contact a pharmacy, from pharmacy in our neighborhood, and ask them which ones they would say are no good, and ask them if it's just a flavor or there's some actual substance in there that's not kosher. Because you see, and then you could discuss it with her, the teacher. I think that you'll find out that uh, what we're talking about here is not what she meant, Okay. Okay. I thank you very much I for calling. If you if you find out something interesting, you can call that number, the three three six number, and leave a message to me. And if it's anything important, I will mention on the radio. Okay. Okay. I, thank I you very much. To the teacher to call the, the uh, <laughs> and maybe arrange some uh, more meeting. We we would love we would love to know more about this because you see. To her, it's simple. She's got it, you know, it's part of her life, and she's, you know, she, and she doesn't see it as strange. But unfortunately, we know that very few schools are doing what you're doing over there. I know some schools do something, a smattering here or there, but a solid education in Kashrus, unfortunately, even in the girls' We're schools, doing the lacking. Now. that's beautiful. That is beautiful. 
So now you you know you got you get well, you're going to have to get a chassan who knows his stuff. <laughs> it's very very important. I think it's I think it's beautiful. First of all, you have a very good appreciation of halacha afterwards, and you know how to ask a shaila. It's it's just the right thing. And I wish all the listeners would con- contact their schools and demand it from fifth grade and up for the girls and from. I don't know, whatever, great for the boys. Let's start putting something in educationally that kids should be aware about the halachas and about the practical aspects of kashras. Thank you for the call. Okay, okay, thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Another caller? Anybody else? Okay, good. You're on kashras on the air. Go ahead, please. Yeah, well, um, first of all, I want to give you a great kashras for this uh, show. Thank you. Every, yeah, we listen to it every night. I mean, every Monday night we come back to Zaka Theater with my friends. We have a ride together. We all <laughs> enjoy the show. Thank you. <laughs> Um, I have a simple question. We have a lot of things that don't say paramount, the chocolate thing or some chocolate coated or anything, marshmallow, you have no idea there's milk in it. doesn't say paramount. I don't know how much I say. I don't know how much I say. I don't This is a failing of the, um, of the, of the system that they don't have consistency. It should say parva. It doesn't. They don't require it. For some reason, I think the reason would be like this. Um, it's it's easier to them to skip that step because maybe they'll spell it wrong, maybe this, maybe that, change the packaging. So somehow they keep it that way. But it's not right. It should be that, uh, let's say, take, for example, OU. It should say OU Parva or OU Dairy. It shouldn't say OU. And then you have to think, is it or isn't it? But uh, they're, uh, they're, the cautious agencies are on top of it. Occasionally, in my magazine, and you'll see in the papers, it says, oh, they're sorry. It said, uh, let's say, OU, and it's really OU Dairy, or they said, okay, and it's really okay Dairy, or whatever it is. Could be Isaktas uh, Arbonne could make a mistake, because it was mislabeled. Whatever it is, a mislabeling. But it's still not right that they're not communicating properly with us. They should be taking that extra step to require the word parva. I don't know really why they've never gotten around to it. And it's, uh, you know, one of the things that has to be done. Thank you for the idea. Okay? Is it going already? Okay. Another one? You're unconscious on the air. Can we help you? Yeah, hi. I had a few questions. First of all, actually, what he just um, asked about the dairy, I want to know, um, let's say something, sometimes you have, like, dairy equipment, right? Sometimes they use that, the DE. Right. Or if, let's say, it says um, just tea, but you see that there's no actually dairy ingredients, but it's obviously dairy equipment. Um, how does that affect someone who is not going to call these straw? Okay, this is a complicated question. First of all, there's a little inaccuracy in what you said. You said it says, uh, it says let's say, dairy, and there's no dairy ingredients, so it's only dairy equipment. That's not correct. You, it says dairy. It says D. So that means they're communicating with you that it's called really dairy. The OU has this little shtick where they don't do dairy equipment, so you never know I what it is. That sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. One second, hold on. Right? Let, me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me give it to you fully. The OU never uses DE. They just put D there. And they say it's your okay. job to contact them and find out if it's dairy equipment, if it's dairy equipment that's been cleaned, or they dairy equipment. They used to use DE. No, they never, ever, ever used DE. The, the, OU, they ne- have. the OU never used the DE. They, you may think so, but the OU has never used DE. They use OU or OUD. Everybody else, the entire rest of the world, uses DE. 
The OU mm-hmm. doesn't do it for a lot of reasons. I don't have time to say because no, no time left here. So the o, so the, when the OU says D, it could be really dairy, and it could be an ingredient in there that you don't recognize as dairy. Let's say, for example, the flavors. They may really be dairy or something else. It just says flavors or just says uh, some kind of an ingredient, and you don't realize that that actually is made dairy. So that's, mm-hmm. that, uh, for example, I think many people didn't know that there was a... You know, there was, there was, there was an, and, uh, they have a lot of things like that, you know, which, which could be dairy. Hydrolyzed protein, okay. things like this could be dairy. Certain things could be dairy, and you would never suspect it. So okay. that, so. so that's it, if I would call them and they would say it's just dairy equipment. So then if it's dairy equipment, you have to ask them, was it cleaned? Is it clean? In other words, there's no BN, no, no, no substance there, because there's two kinds of dairy equipment. Dairy equipment that, is, uh, that has been cleaned, but not, but so, not koshered. Let me just ask you like this. If I would call them and tell them, like, in regards to certain products, I'm not going to call the them. The OU will answer your question. The OU them? will answer you. The OU, every mm-hmm. koshers agency will answer you. Every right. koshers agency will answer you. That you they, 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 they welcome those calls. And they don't, okay. they don't love, love calls, but they welcome those calls and they say, we will tell you whether, it's, whether you could have it or not. Now, another question. If let's say I see a non-Jewish company um, frozen vegetables, let's say um, frozen broccoli or something with an OU, um, what does that mean in regards to bugs? Does that mean that it was checked or like what are they getting you, the help you, so That's such an involved question. It doesn't, there's no checking of the entire thing. What you eat has not been checked. Thank God no one touched it. But what they're doing is sampling. And the basis of the sampling, they've made a statement that it's kosher and doesn't have insects according to the best of their ability from the sample. But it's only sample. Okay? Mm-hmm. So this, the best thing to look for in vegetables is greenhouse grown and, and a lot of hushkachas that you respect on it a couple right, of that, well that's always what i've always bought i've just stuck to the jewish companies because I, I felt more comfortable with it but i'm asking what it means it means so, that the, it's nothing to do with jewish and not jewish the the point no, is I mean, when i say when i say jewish companies i mean with the um hashtags that i i know um meaning the greenhouse room let's say the boat that's on the party whatever so we're not going to mention names of companies, but the, but with, if you if you but you're relying on a, it's it's not a question of Jewish owned and not Jewish owned. It's a by the way, those two companies don't own anything. They don't own the thing. They yeah, have it's they're, it's yeah. a, if they're doing their the, whatever they're doing. They're controlling certain factors, but they're not. Right. But it's not theirs. But but the, the what you want to know is how it, you have to read more about it. It's really not today. Uh, if you want to call me out at the, the office, greenhouse grown. I understand that greenhouse grown is much cleaner. It's it's a little more involved, but if you want, um, I suggest that you read the magazine. Kasha's magazine talks about it, and you you should be uh, getting that. And uh, also, I can suggest that you you know uh, that you you can call us at seven one eight three three six eight five four four. And if you catch me, I'll I'll spend the time with you. If not, we'll mm-hmm. try to get some information to you. Okay. Okay. Thank I you for listening. One more thing. I just one more thing I wanted to mention. You had mentioned that website before. You'll take. Um, I just have to tell you that I went onto the site, and I don't think it's something that you should be recommending. It's I I did not recommending the, the site. I'm not recommend. I'm not right, recommending. I think it's something you should have mentioned. Like okay, I I understand. I understand. Some angry person. I I understand. 
But I think if you look at the, what he wrote, I think you it, it's just, it was not to, to, to uh, anything about the site. It happens to be about a wonderful piece that he put together, which I, I don't care who does what. If they do a good job, I want to mention it. I'm not getting into personalities. I'm not getting into websites. I'm giving no, you information. I mean, I'm talking about that. The, all the other articles on the site. I, I don't have to talk about he his has website. He to take with everyone. I, like, all right, ma'am. Ma- 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 okay, but we, we're not going to go into more Russian horror by, by discussing the people on the, on the radio. So we're not going to discuss anybody here. That's, a, that's our Shita. And I just gave you an address where that's a wonderful article. If you want to look at it, I think you'll enjoy it. Take good care. Thank you for calling.